Father, we, we ask you this morning to speak to us. Uh, Lord, we're studying gifts that most of us don't have a lot of experience with. And, and, and so there's, there's uncertainty about them. But God, I just want to thank you this morning that all your gifts are good. And all of them are needed. And you would bring, especially, Lord, the one we're going to look at this morning. So I pray that you would bless this time. And you would bless this study. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, a couple of years ago in November, and I'm going to give you the dates, and you may say, well, how do you know the dates? Because it, imp- it made an impression on my mind. Uh, I went, most of you know, I go to Mexico a couple of times a year, and I teach. And, and I, this was in November, and, and I was, you know, I was teaching that week in the afternoons. And, uh, and it was November the 3rd, 2015. And that morning, I, it was Tuesday morning, I went up, there's, they have a little vineyard, uh, a little arbor kind of thing uh, with grapes planted on it uh, at the very end of the property. And I'd gone up there early in the morning just to sit and just to, to pray and, and just to, to think. I was teaching on the subject of spiritual authority and, and, and the power that's, that, that Jesus has given us to use his name and the power of Jesus' name. And I taught on Monday night. And listen, the, the folks in Pottus are just like the folks here, okay? Most of them were looking at me like a calf at a new gate, all right? They was, it was like, are you sure? And, and so I, I taught on Monday night, and I told the folks that had come that, that on Tuesday night after we worshiped that we were going to experiment a little bit. And we were going to demonstrate the, that the power uh, of Jesus is real. And that, that when you call on his name, he moves, and so, I, you know, I'd, I'd stepped out there over the line, you know. I had nowhere else to go. The, the limb was gone. And so, basically, I was up in the little vineyard praying, Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. You told me to do this. I've done this. Now, are you going to show up or not? You know, I was, I was praying as hard as I could. And that Tuesday morning, I, I asked God to give me a, a, really a tangible way to demonstrate the authority that every believer has so that the people there in Pottus, the, the people that were coming, they could see the power of Jesus' name. And, and as I was praying, I began to see in my mind's eye this man twirling. Now, I'm going to describe it, and some of you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, I found out later that I knew it was Michelangelo's man. Y'all know the one I'm talking about? The guy with standing, uh, he's called the Vitruvian man. But basically, he's, he's standing, and, and he, was a, he was a drawing in Michelangelo's notes. It was never meant to be published, but it's become one of his most famous pictures. And so basically there's a man, I would have put it on the screen this morning, but I wasn't sure. I think there were parts that I didn't need to put up there. So, I mean, he's, you know, he's basically, he is the picture of the ideal man. Done as he had taken a mold of of a cadaver and he had drawn this and he was into shapes and different things like that. And so all that aside, I I saw this, I'm thinking, wow, this is cool. (laughs) You know, I'm just... I'm, I don't know what's going on. I'm just praying, okay, God. And, and it, it, from time to time, the twirling, it wasn't spinning fast, but it, from time to time, it would slow down. And I would see a specific area of the body. Well, I didn't know what God was saying. I don't speak that language very well, okay? I'm still learning to, to understand. And, and then it would speed back up. And I'm going, God, what is the deal? I mean, what's going on? Finally, it kind of dawned on me. 
God was doing exactly what I had asked him, and he was doing it in a specific way. Every time that twirling man slowed down, I would see a hand, or I would see a shoulder, an area of the body. And I realized, okay, God's speaking to me. Okay, I need to write these down. So I wrote them down on my pink, little pink card. And the first one he gave me, it was, it was somebody's left hand, and it was the fingers. And I, so I, I wrote left hand. Well, when I wrote that down, then God said, fingers. And I, I, I got it. Okay, God, so there's somebody going to be there tonight with issues in their finger. Man took off spinning again. I saw something else. I wrote that down. Uh, I wrote down six things, basically. Five of them were, were physical. One of them was a, was a spiritual heart issue. And so that night we worshipped. And those of you who have been to Mexico and been around the folks uh, there, they don't have to warm up to worship. They're not like us, okay? <laughs> We're good about the third song. We get into it. They get into it on the first note of the first song. So they worship, and I stand up, and I'm pumped. And, you know, God's giving me these pictures. We're going to see God demonstrate uh, His power. And so I call out the first thing God has shown me, and then I wait. And you know what happens? Nothing. <laughs> not anything. So I wait a little bit. Okay, okay. So I call out the second one. And as my friend Andy Heist says, all you could hear was crickets chirping. Okay, it's gotten deadly quiet. Now, now I'm beginning to doubt what I saw. Is God going to show up? Am I going to look like a fool? And I, you know, I, I don't know what to do. So I, I'm, I'm uncomfortable to say the least. So I call out the third thing. And when I do, uh, a lady stands up and, sh- and she starts forward. I didn't realize it, but there was another lady in the back who also stood up. And so Pedro and I, Pedro interprets for me, we prayed together. We, we, I asked the folks to just speak and, and speak and prayed for this lady. Well, she starts jumping up and down and, and speaking in Spanish and some words I don't even, I don't know. So I, I don't know what she's saying, but I know she's happy. And, and Pedro says, man, she says God just touched, he just healed her. She felt it. I said, praise God, I'm pumped now. Well, little did I know, I, I, so I motioned to the other lady I saw, and she goes, I'm good now. God healed her on the way up. We didn't even pray for her. And so now I'm excited. I, I go ahead and, you know, I got, I, I've, held, I've, I've called out three things, and I call out the last three. And, and that night, God, he moved, Okay. He moved in a way that that kind of blew my my senses. I mean, there was the power of God was all over that little bitty room. Okay, there were about forty of us in a space about less than the size of this size here. Maybe maybe the first five or six rows we were crammed in there, and the power of God came. And and what God had shown me that morning, man, He did. Okay. I don't know about the first two. I know this, though, from, from ministering, that very often you'll call out something or say something, and somebody will have that issue, but they're fearful of standing up. They're fearful of knowledge. So just didn't worry about it after that. But what had happened is God had given me what Scripture calls a, a word of knowledge in that little vineyard. Now, that doesn't happen very often for me. I wish that was a gift I had every Sunday morning when I came, but, but it, it, it doesn't happen to be that. And that's what we're going to look at this morning is, is the gift of the word of knowledge. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 and 8 says this, 
But each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word or the utterance. That's literally what it means in the Greek. Utterance of wisdom through the Spirit. We looked at that last week. Uh, This week we're looking at this one. And to another the word or the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. Knowledge is a very common word in the New Testament. The Greek word is, is gnosis, or, or it means knowledge. And, and the reason that it's so common in the epistles of the New Testament is because the early church was under attack from a group of people called the Gnostics, or Gnosticism. And they believed, basically, that, that you gained spiritual knowledge by certain rites and certain teachings and certain learning that you did in secret, and you, you journeyed through levels of spiritual power. The only problem with that, that's not what Scripture teaches. And so Satan, he invents this, this heresies of it in church, and, and the church begins to fight it. You find the, the, the very beginnings of it, as, if, as you read the New Testament closely, they begin to fight against this, this Gnostic belief. God didn't want his followers to follow that. He wanted his followers to understand that true wisdom and true knowledge comes from him. Okay? It comes from him. I mean, that's what he that's what Jesus said would take place when he goes away. When he told his disciples, I'm going away, but I'm going to send another one like me. The comforter. And he's going to be with you and he's going to disclose, he's going to show you and teach you everything that I've said. And sure enough, when the Holy Spirit came, that's what he did. And and so what Satan wanted to do is 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 put a stick in the bicycle wheel and mess things up. That you've got to do this and this and this and this. And then when you've achieved this, you're more spiritual than everybody else. And so, as you read the New Testament, you you realize that they're fighting against this belief. And so, what happens is, God gives, through the Holy Spirit, He gives us a gift of knowledge. a, A word of knowledge. We talked a little bit last week about the word of wisdom. And we talked about how important that is in the church. But the word of knowledge is an important thing. We're going to look at it. We're going to take it apart this morning. It's, it's, it's into the, that context, though, that, that Paul writes this letter. He's, he's writing to the church at Corinth. Corinth has problems like every other church. And he's writing to help them work their way through it. He, he wants them to understand that you don't reach this spiritual level. Where you float above the ground, you have a, a halo over your head, and, and you're better than everybody else. That's just not reality. Okay? We do mature as God's children. Okay? And that's the purpose of, of sanctification. That's the purpose of Christian growth, is to mature. But when you start to believe that you're better than everybody else, guess what happens? You have stepped in a pit. And pits don't go up, pits go down. Okay? And so everything you gain, you lose. And that's what was happening at Corinth because many of them were convinced that they were more spiritual. And so Paul, he he writes into this context. And when he speaks of this gift in Corinth, I mean, in in the letter to the Corinthians, it's the only specific mention of this gift, this word of knowledge, this utterance of knowledge. And and as you read Paul and you read his other letters, you, you realize that Paul associates knowledge with mysterious revelation. Revelation, very often he's talking about revelation. 
He, he, when, he, when he thinks about knowledge, very often he's talking about revelation. He's talking about prophecy. And so he invests this word with, with a significance of the supernatural. And what some might call mystical knowledge. And by that I just mean knowledge that God gives to you. Not, that you, you, not knowledge you gain through experience. The, the, the knowledge whose source is the Holy Spirit. And so this gift is a gift of insight into something otherwise unknown or undiscoverable. It's the illumination by the Holy Spirit. And literally a word of knowledge can be translated an utterance of something detected, recognized, noted, learned, or confirmed by supernatural means. It's, it, in reality it's a revelation from God's mouth to our ears, to our minds. And it's sort of a prophetic gifting, but it's different. But at the same time, it's similar to prophecy, okay? That, you say, Nelson, that doesn't make sense. No, but it just, you know, it is prophetic, but it's not prophecy, okay? And that's proven in the context of what Paul says over and over in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 12 and 14. It's mentioned in the same sentence as prophecy and faith in 1 Corinthians 13 too. And these are, I don't think these are on the screen. I'm just going to read this. And if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith so as to remove mountains, but I don't have love, I'm nothing. So he, he brings this same word into that passage. Knowledge is linked with tongues and, and prophecy regarding the continuation of the, the gifts or the charismata till the second coming of Jesus. Listen, I said this early on in this study. The gifts don't cease until Jesus returns. Okay, that's what scripture says. I don't care what you've heard. When the scripture is complete, then all of those gifts, that's not biblical. All right? And the reason I say that is because of this. In, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, uh, verse 8, For love never fails, but if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there's knowledge, it will be done away with. So they're going to end at some point. Here's when they're going to end. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away with. What's the perfect? Listen to the rest of the passage. When I was a child, I used to speak as a child, think as a child, reason as a child. When I became a man, I did away with the childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. What's face to face? It's not the completion of Scripture. It's when the Lord Jesus Christ returns and we see him face with and we will see the impart stuff the dark mirror stuff will be done away with and we will see him scripture says as he is now i know in part but then i shall know fully just as i have been known fully Not, do any of you know fully right now and we've got the scriptures we've had it for about 1700 years but none of us know fully yet. Why? Because Jesus hasn't come back. Then he says, but now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. So it's, it's linked. Knowledge is linked there with the tongues and with prophecy regarding the continuation of the gifts until the, the second coming. And then in 1 Corinthians 14, 6, it's, it, 6, it's kind of sandwiched between revelation and prophecy. And I'm not going to read that. You, you can read that. Paul's point is the gift of the word or the utterance of knowledge is important. And it's beneficial for the church. 
All right, It has a place in the church. And so this morning, I want to just kind of look at this gift a little bit, kind of take it apart. There are really two different aspects of this gift, and I want to look at, at both of them. I want to spend a little time on one and a little bit more time on the other because we're not familiar with, with it as much as we are this first one. But it manifests itself. This gift manifests itself in two primary ways. And both of them are important. Okay, I want you to hear me. Both of them are important. And both of them are necessary. The first way is, is, is literally the supernatural understanding of God's Word. It's, it's, a, it's a gift that God gives some that makes them especially keen with insight that's provided by the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a special ability that God gives certain individuals, male and female, to discover, to accumulate, to analyze, to clarify information and ideas that are important and pertinent to spiritual growth and the well-being of the body of Christ. Simply put, this particular aspect is, the, is knowledge and supernatural. Uh, is, is knowledge is a supernatural ability to apply biblical and doctrinal truth. And we see that manifested in, in the church. We see it manifested in, in pastors and teachers and writers who, who don't even believe it's a gift anymore. Okay, apply it in a way that... Those individuals that can take truth and apply it in a way that anyone can understand. Have you ever heard someone speak who could use an illustration that just made things, you couldn't miss the point. They've got this gift. They've got this gift. We see Jesus do this over and over and over. He does it with illustration. He does it with applications in his stories and in his parables. And every time he taught or he preached, he would, he would bring in stories and illustrations. And when he did that, people would go, how can he teach with so much authority? Nobody understood where his authority came from. Nobody understood how he could teach or preach with the clarity that he had. It was a gifting of the Holy Spirit. It was an example of exactly what I'm talking about. And so when, when this gift manifests in this way, a person with this particular gift sees applications, they see illustrations everywhere. I've known some people in, in, in my ministry who, who basically walked around with a little notebook and, wow, man, that's just God right there. And they'd write it down. And, and I didn't realize what they were doing. I'm thinking, what do you see? Tell me. <laughs> but, but they just got it. They, they read a story and they go, man... Look, that's just God. Or they'd, they'd see something on a billboard or a bumper sticker or a car tag and boom. It, it, it was that gift manifesting itself. They were, they were able to see. And so this word of knowledge enables them to be gifted communicators. And they're, because their gift enables others to see. They don't just see, but what they see... And what they share enables all of us to see. They can take difficult doctrines and, 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 and hard passages of Scripture and they can just make them simple through simple stories and simple illustrations. And so this is, this is one of the ways that this gift manifests. The second way that this gift manifests is kind of similar to the, the story that I shared with you when I began. The word of knowledge is, 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 is a gifting, is the Holy Spirit transmitting specific knowledge 
to a person about something that that person has no ability or means to know. It's a, it's a message. It's an insight that, that you couldn't learn or know. Listen, I couldn't know that two of those Mexican ladies were having pain issues right here. Okay? And it didn't have anything to do with, with, with lumbar or anything like that. It, it had to do with some injuries. I couldn't know that. They didn't limp issue with his heart, but it wasn't a physical issue. It was a spiritual issue. I couldn't know those things. Okay, I didn't even speak their language. Half of what they said, three, no, 99% of what they say goes right over my head. I pick up a word every once in a while. And so I couldn't know that. But yet God downloaded it in me. And not because I'm anything special, okay? He says, you have not because you ask not. I was asking my guts out up there, okay? Because I'd already said, you know what? God's going to show up tonight, tomorrow night, and he's going to show us the power of his name. God's not going to let his name down, all right? If we'll just step out in faith, we don't have to worry about God being with us. Okay, Don't be presumptuous, but don't be fearful. And so it was nothing that, that I could have known. It, it was an insight. It was a supernatural insight. It was an understanding of circumstances and situations and problems. Or, or it could be a body of facts that, that, that somebody receives through revelations without the assistance by any human resource. It's just totally God. Now, how do those things come? Well, sometimes they come as a conviction. They come as an impression. They, it, it, there's a knowing that comes. Uh, sometimes uh, it, it's a mental picture. Sometimes it's a, it's a manifestation of pain. I know some, some individuals who minister that when they feel pain in their body in preparation for a, a service, they pay attention to it because they typically don't have pain there. And that they've learned to, to, to note that. And so they make little notes. And at some point, if they feel the liberty, they, they call that out. And they've learned to go with those things. Uh, it may be a tinge. It may be a pressure. It may be a heaviness. Or you know what? It may come in a dream or a vision. I don't, I don't know that I was seeing a vision but I, I was seeing something, and, and I was just watching it, okay? I, for me, it was in my head, all right? I don't think I was in a trance you know, or anything like that. But it can come that way. It can come as, in, in a vision, or it can come as you read a scripture, or it can just come in a word that just kind of quickens you. It's an inner witness. It's a knowing without knowing why you know it, but knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that you know it, all right? Any of you ever had anything like that? You don't have to raise your hand, but if you nod your head, okay? There are times when you just know this is true and this is what I need to do, or I need to go there, or I need to say this, okay? You know, God can manifest these gifts without you having this particular gift all the time. But he also has individuals that he's given this gift to. Now, a person who, who manifests this particular gift... Uh, Simply knows, like I said, that they know without any other explanation than the Holy Spirit told me. Now, I'm just going to tell you something, okay, from experience. That, for some people, is a difficult place to rest in. Well, how do you know? 
Well, I know. Yeah, but what proof do you have? The Holy Spirit told me. I just know. God, until you come to that place where you say, you know what? I'm going to trust God. I don't, you know. I know what his word says. I know if, if I get the impression I need to get my gun out and shoot four or five people, I know that's not God. <laughs> Y'all do know that, don't you? Every time I hear that on the news, well, God told me to do it. I know God didn't tell him to do that. Why? Because that's not what the word of God says. But there are things that I know that I know God has told me to do. And if I don't act on them, then conviction comes. Why? Because I've disobeyed God. And so I've learned to take a step out there. But listen, it's hard to do that. Because you know what you're afraid of? Man, when I called out number two and nobody moved, I'm thinking, the gringo is done. <laughs> They're never going to listen to me ever again. My credibility shot. You know what? Sometimes God will take you to the end of your credibility so that he can show you his capability. Okay? He doesn't need our credibility or our abilities. He just wants us to trust him. So, you know what? I've had to say, you know what? I must have not heard God on this particular thing. I've had to say that because I didn't, obviously. But I'm going to step out. I'm going to step out. I'm going to have this battle in my head for a moment or two, but I'm going to step out. And that's what a person who has this gift has to learn to do. Because, you know what? Sometimes they see pictures in their mind, like I did. Sometimes words appear over people. Sometimes they smell particular smells when it's certain things. You say, how do you know that? Because I've talked to some people like that. They see certain colors. I, I don't, we all have an aura around us. And some people can see the aura. Okay, some are believers and some are not. All right, some are new agers. But, but they can see those colors. I'm not trying to wig you out. I'm just trying to tell you there's more there than we understand. But whatever it is they see or they hear or they smell, they know that they know. That sensation is usually followed by a quickening in their spirit. It, it, or the, it may be a specific scripture verse may come to mind or that provides you know, uh, encouragement or it, it's a supernatural, it's spontaneous, it's revelatory. It, it's not something that happens for a long period of time. It just is there, okay? It's just there. You know what? You may be hours, or it may be in that picture, whatever it is, for days. Or it may just be hours, or it may just be in a moment before it's time to use it. You know what? It, it, it may need to just be shared, or it may just need to be prayed about. How many of you realize that sometimes God shares things with His children for them just to pray about? Hey, Nelson, I need you to pray for this need right now. Hey, Eva, I need you to pray for this need right now. Nobody else needs to know about it. Just pray. Sometimes God does that. This particular manifestation that I'm talking about of, of, of being given insight into situations and circumstances in, in purple people's lives is often a gift, gifting that people who minister 
Uh, not everybody, but there are some who do. And, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a person who's ministering. It can just be a regular individual whom God says, hey, they have this need, pray for them, go to them, encourage them. But very often you see it uh, because it's, it's more public in a service where the person who's ministering calls out somebody for prayer or for ministry. God may sometimes reveal names. Okay, that may wig you out, but you know what? God knows your name. All right, He does. He He, he knows the physical circumstances that that we're suffering with. He knows the hidden needs. He knows the the previous experiences that we've had or the injuries that we've incurred. And so, very often, He will give a little bit of that information to the person who's doing the ministry. So that you and I will know God knows. Alright? I, I don't think God gives all of it to anybody. Our pub, private stuff is our private stuff. Alright? And God, uh, God can keep secrets. As long as we are willing to let Him work out those secrets and and deal with that sin or deal with that pain or deal with that hurt. But very often He'll give just enough away so that that we respond. I I, I read a story of a guy who 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 uses the word of knowledge in his ministry a great deal. And and one night he he said God gave him a picture of somebody tripping over a hose. And so... Okay, God. And so in his mind, it was a garden hose. But that wasn't the picture God showed him. And so he called it out. And he called it out. Nobody moved, and he called it out. And all the way through, showed him again. It wasn't a, he wasn't comfortable because something was wrong. And then God just showed him again. It wasn't a garden hose. It was a big green hose. And so when he said, you know, I made a mistake early on. Let me, let me, let me share this again. Somebody here has, has tripped over a big green hose and you've injured yourself. And there was a guy in the service that had, he worked at the airport. He, he was part of the teams that serviced the planes. And he had tripped over a, a big green hose and had injured himself. And so, you know, God gets it right. We mess it up. And so, but he knew God was speaking to him when, when that guy began to talk about a big green hose. He said, man, that's me. That's me. And so sometimes we're to share it. Sometimes we're to pray about it. But very often it's used by people that, that call it out. And, 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 you know, I've witnessed that in services before. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very, a very tender ministry. The person will come. And they'll minister to the, to the needs that person has. And you know what happens? God shows up. And faith begins to rise in that room. And when that faith and that atmosphere begins to change, it becomes explosive in there. And the power of God shows up. And, you know, it, and literally, there's mountain moving. Faith begins to move in. And God does signs and God does miracles and God does wonders. Okay? I, I, often... There's a point, there's a place in Scripture where I, I read that even Jesus couldn't do very many miracles in his hometown. Why? Because there's no faith. Man, when, when faith begins to, to fill a room and it begins to fill people, the atmosphere becomes pregnant with God. Okay? And when God is there and, and, and that room, it fills and it becomes pregnant, something has to be born, something has to be birthed, and it's good. Okay, we just don't need to be afraid of it. But this gift is is one of those 
uh, ways in which God does that. Very often healing comes. Sometimes deliverance comes. Sometimes relationships. God knows. Sometimes it's just peace. It's just knowing God knows my name. And he told this guy. And he told him what I needed. He didn't tell him all the details. Sometimes that's all we need. To know that God really cares and God loves us. If you're looking for some biblical examples of this, uh, just read uh, the story of Ananias and Sapphira in, in Acts chapter 5. They sold some property, okay? They decided that they were going to give part of it to the church, but tell everybody in the church they were giving all of it, okay? So in essence, they decide they'd just lie to the Holy Spirit. Peter doesn't know that. He wasn't there at the sale. But Ananias shows up and the Holy Spirit gives him a word of knowledge. He's lying. They carry him out. Basically, he's dead as a door now, okay? Sapphira comes. They've, they've agreed to do this. She doesn't know what went on in the first service. The Holy Spirit says she's lying. Same thing happens. It was, it was an utterance of, of knowledge. He, he, Peter couldn't know those things. He wasn't present when they sold the land. He wasn't privy to the conversations. It was the Holy Spirit who revealed that information to Peter. Jesus, you remember when he sat with the, the, the Samaritan woman by the well? You find that story in John chapter 4, 7 through 26. But, but Jesus is just talking to her. And Jesus, the Holy Spirit drops in his mind. You know what? The reason she's not married... Is she's been married five times before. And not only that, she's living with somebody that's not her husband. He didn't know that. He had never been to the town that she lived in. He'd never seen her before she came to draw water in the middle of the day. How did he know that? The Holy Spirit gave him that in in an utterance or a word of knowledge. And you may be thinking to yourself, you know what? This happens to me every once in a while. This kind of thing happens to me. I didn't realize it was a spiritual gift. So I want you to listen to me. I suggest if that happens to you on a regular basis that you write down what God shows you. So now so why you still got this card? Because this is proof to me that God talks. All right? It's not proof to you. You don't need this. But every once in a while I need to slide this over and I need to look at the date and the time. I got the, day, I got the time. It took place from 8.20 to 8.4. Y'all ever mess up instructions? Any of you ever mess things up? I mess them up all the time. That's why I don't announce things that I don't write down. I don't do very good ad lib. So I've learned when God does things like this to write them down. Because 10 minutes from now, I may miss not remember something that was important to the situation that I needed to deal with. So I wrote this down. And I keep it on my desk. So when I'm not having a good day, I can pull this out and I can go, you know what? If God talked to me that day, He'll talk to me today. I just have to trust Him. So I'm encouraging you to write it down. And write it down exactly what He shows you. The very first one that I wrote down was left-hand issue, fingers. Okay, that's not much to go on. I even put a question mark at the end of it because I really wasn't sure. 
the next one got a little bit more. As they get farther into this, they get longer and more detailed. Write it down. Nothing more, nothing less. Some of you are are like me. You can you can you can get wordy. Sometimes Kathy will tell me just just answer me yes or no. Y'all know what I'm talking about? How, so y'all have children. You, you always have one that just goes on and on and on. I can remember as a kid, my mother and daddy going, get to the point. So it's easy to get wordy and to add things. This Write down exactly what you see or exactly what you heard. Don't write down things you didn't see. Don't write down, don't, don't try to make it, Make more sense than, than what you saw or what you heard. And don't take away from it because it doesn't make any sense. Write down what God gives you. Write down what you hear. Write down what you see. Write down the smell or however it, it, you receive the impression. And then ask God, what does this mean? Uh, you know, uh, who's it for? What am I supposed to do with it? And then listen. Just listen. Don't don't assume anything. Okay? Just listen. And and if you don't hear any very you know you don't hear anything that's specific, then just hang on to it. File it somewhere. Make sure it came from God. Check out what you heard based on what God's word says. And then once you're convinced it came from God, but you don't have any specific instructions, then just hold on to it. It may be that it's information that God wants you to use to pray about. It's for you by yourself and nobody else. Maybe you've got a clear sense, though, that you're about to open the door. Your person. Then ask God to open the door. Let it be a natural thing. That's how God works. Don't force it. And above everything, be humble. Okay? Don't run up to them and grab them by the arm and say, I've got a word for you. God gave me a word for you. Don't, don't do that. Okay? Because about 90% of believers are not even sure God speaks anymore. So they're going to think you're nuts. Don't do it though. Just be humble. Go to that person in a loving spirit. And 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 remember, you're there to build them up. That's what the spiritual gifts are for. They're to build up, not to condemn, not to destroy. And you know what? Sometimes God reveals things uh, to people who are gifted with this gift that are very personal and are potentially embarrassing to the person that they're going to minister to. There are different. There are ways to say things which don't put that person in a corner. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Let me be specific, okay? Let's just say God gave you a word about somebody who was involved in an extramarital affair. The wrong thing to do would be to go to them and say, you know what, God showed me you're, you're committing adultery. What's going to happen? That person's going to run as hard as they can. They're going to try to figure out how you knew that. You know what? It might be a little bit better to use different language. You know what? Last night I was praying and God brought you to my mind. 
And he just showed me that you're, you're making some really bad choices right now. And that he loves you. That he doesn't want you to walk down that road. But he's not going to allow you to walk very much further down that road. Okay? You, you haven't put the quietus on him. You hadn't smashed the life out of him. You've been truthful. And then if God pushes you farther, you know, they're listening now. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm moving on. Our job is not to expose. It's rather to be an expression of God's healing touch. And it's, it's for us to be a, uh, an expression of His restoration. So we don't embarrass, we don't, we don't uh, force things, and we never, never assume anything. Okay? He shows us in part. Alright? He doesn't show us all the details of what's happening in their life. He just shows us one little thing. And if you're one of these people who can create a scenario out of one little thing and a whole world of creatures and everything, you're going to have to gear yourself back, okay? Because you can go way out in a bad place and win to speak. The, the gift of havoc. So you've got to trust God and He'll show you what and when to speak. The, the gift of, 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 of the utterance of knowledge has certain characteristics that kind of accompany it. And I want to share these and we're going to be done. I've mentioned this over and over and over. It's unlearned, okay? And it's previously unknown information. It's not a hunch. It's not an educated guess. It's not the ability to read people. It's divine revelation from the Holy Spirit. From God's heart to your heart. Okay? If you deal with people long enough, you can learn to read people pretty good. You can see things. Alright? But you may see things you think you see that are not there. Alright? based on your experience and based on what you've done before. And so be careful of trying to do that. If God gives you a word, he'll give you a word. He'll show you what you need to do. He'll show you what you need to he'll show you what needs to be seen. So if he's giving you a tiny glimpse, he's giving you a glimpse into their heart and he's giving you a glimpse into the the soul of of this person who's hurting or this person that's wounded. And you know what? It's a precious privilege. All right? It really is. It's a sacred trust. If God can't trust you, you won't get another one. All right? I'm just going to be straight up with you here. If, 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 if you're not trustworthy, he's not going to load you up with stuff. All right? Because he's got enough havoc in the church without loading somebody. Well, I better be careful how I say this. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. We don't need monkeys with revolvers, okay? We just don't need people, you know, gun, uh, monkeys with machine guns. All right, So he's not going to do that. He gives it to you as he can trust you. And the more you, you minister and the more you show that you're trustworthy with what he's given you, he'll give you more. Okay? Uh, you ever met somebody and talked to them and they just read your mail? Been trustworthy? I know some individuals like that. You know why they can do that? Because they have been trustworthy at every step along the way and God has given them more and more and more. So it, it's, it's, it's a trust, and it's, an, it's not a, an opportunity for you to show off your gift. It's an opportunity for you to minister God's love and God's grace. Now, a word of knowledge has the power to change people's lives. 
It really does. It gives assurance that God knows them. He knows their situation. And He understands the, the, the details, those hidden things in their hearts. And He loves them in spite of that. You know what? That kind of knowledge changes a person. They don't need to be beat with a Bible. They don't need to be told how hot the fires of hell are. They just need to be loved. And that's what God does. He loves them through you and me when He gives these things away. It helps a person realize that God really does love them. And that is powerful and it's life-changing. It also has the ability, when, when done properly, to bring conviction and conversion. It's a powerful tool. If you have this gift, God can use you to bring people to Christ. Okay? He really can. It's a powerful tool in evangelism when it's exercised by somebody that's, that's got a servant spirit and, and is very humble. And very often that expression, uh, you know, when, you, when that person receives that, that word or that utterance, whatever you, which you choose to call it, very often what they hear prepares them for what's going to happen next in their life. And it has a, it has a way of, of, of bringing conviction. It has a way of bringing conversion. When it's used in a worship service, it has the ability to create faith. It, it has ability to turn the pot up and heat the atmosphere up, okay? And when that faith begins to multiply, it creates faith-filled expectation. And you know what? Very often God moves in those situations. He does amazing things. Things that we've prayed for. Things that we read about in Scripture. Uh, Billy mentioned a while ago the, the lame guy that got up. Buddy, I'm going to tell you what, the atmosphere changed in that moment. You know why? Because everybody there had seen him every day for years and years and years. You better believe when Paul, uh, when Peter and John walked by the beautiful gate and they took that guy, we don't have any gold, we don't have any silver, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. You better believe the atmosphere changer. Why? Because he'd been there for his whole life. He wasn't seven years old. He He was a grown man. He'd been there every day. They knew he couldn't walk. They knew something had happened. And so what happened is that, that faith increased in that area. And they expected God to move. Folks, the reason things don't happen is because we don't expect Him to move. We don't expect Him. I have gone to hospitals and prayed with people who had already resigned themselves to Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. This is just the way it is. And it's like praying with a... a I ain't been to places and prayed where it was different than that. I've prayed. I, 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 I'm not going to mention his name, but, but I, some of you will know this individual. I visited this gentleman for over three months in the hospital. Every time I went in there, he was as good as dead. All right? I mean, that's just the way it looked. That's just the, I mean, I asked the nurses and, you know, and then one day, I mean, we just kept praying. And one day, guess what? He gets up and he's not dead. And you know what? That's been almost 15 years ago and he's still not dead. Faith changes situations. It changes circumstances. And very often God will use this gift to speak a word in to build that faith, to to turn the heat up on that pot so that he can do other things. If you believe you have this gift, then learn how to use it properly. Don't be afraid of it. Don't ignore it. Don't abuse it. 
Learn to use it carefully and gently and humbly. Listen, you'll get it wrong sometimes. But nobody learned to walk the first time they got up and struck out. All of us fail. Nobody learned to ride a bicycle the first time. None of us were very good drivers the first time we got behind the wheel of an automobile. And some of us are not very good still. Okay? It takes some practice. Okay? So learn to use it carefully. Learn to use it gently. Learn to use it with humility. Learn to use it with love. With empathy. Be empathetic. Be compassionate. It's easy to become judgmental with this gift. Okay? Don't be judgmental. We need this gift desperately in both forms. We need the creative expression of teaching uh, doctrines and the truths of Scripture. We need that. We need that in our children's part. We need that in small groups. We need that in here. We need it, that manifestation of it. We also need that healing expression of it when it, when it touches wounds and it, it brings healing and, and it, it, it brings health to hurting hearts with the grace and, and the love of God. We need both expressions of it. Here's my prayer this morning. Oh God, pour out the gift of the word of knowledge on this church. Pour it out in overflow. I mean, just my, my heart is that God give all of us this gift, okay? We have not because we ask not. Earnestly pursue, desire spiritual gifts. That's what Paul says. If you don't have them, desire this one. This is one to desire. Desire that one. This is a good one. Let's pray. For more information on Eagles Wing Church, visit our website at www.eagleswingchurch.org or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Eagles Wing Church. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week.